The By the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast slash webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always, Jimmy. Uh, listen, this is a very special episode. I'm holding it down uh, solo tonight, but we got a very, very special guest. You know, we like to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community because representation does matter. And um, I got two guests on tonight, man. And you've probably, yeah. if, you, if you're watching this content, I know for a fact <laughs> you've seen some of their content because we get tagged in a lot of their posts. Yeah. People uh, ask about them in, in terms of our content. We got Rashad and Troy of Earn Your Leisure in the building with us. Bro, What's up, bro. gentlemen? What's going Thank on? You. Thank you for having us, bro. Appreciate oh, man. Thank you both for, uh, you know, coming on, man. Um, you guys have built um, a tremendous platform, and I wanted to invite you on so we could talk about that. Um, but before we get started, a little bit about your guys' background. So, that, you know, we can start one at a time. Rashad, I, I know that you played a little bit of ball, but what, how, how did you lead into this whole Earn Your Leisure thing? Um, you know, as, as an athlete, you know, we, we always talk about athletes, but it's always on the other side of the coin when it comes to money, the, the whole broke thing. But as someone who's an athlete, how, what was your uh, lead up to what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I was always, always was passionate about um, business and sports. That was like my, and music too. But like, as far as like what I wanted to do, with I, I knew I wasn't going to be a musician, but I wanted to be a professional athlete my whole life, basketball, play basketball my whole life, like a lot of black males. Um, I thought I was going to the NBA um, or overseas at least. But I always was passionate about business too. Like I always had a strong interest in business. So, um, you know, after I was done playing, I went to school, went to the University of Hawaii. And after I, was, I graduated and, you know, I dabbled with trying to play professional ball overseas, but that didn't really work out. So coming back home, um, you know, I, I knew that I didn't want to just get a job. I, I never really wanted to like work with somebody. So I was like, just try my hat at, at business. And the, the quickest route that, um, that I had available to me to, to to go into business, um, to be a financial advisor, uh, working through an insurance company. And um, so I took my test to get licensed, um, to get to social securities and to uh, life insurance. And I just started working as a financial advisor. And, um, you know, that took off for me. And uh, I was doing that. And then Troy, you know, my best friend. So Troy, at the same time as me starting as a, a financial advisor, Troy was a teacher um, in the Bronx. And he, uh, he asked me to come teach to his um, school. Um, his class about financial literacy. So at the time, you know, I, I never really liked school at all. So I never, <laughs> I understand why he wanted to, why he wanted to go back into a school. I told, I told him all the time, it's like, it's like breaking out of jail. Thing. It's, like, it's, like, it's like breaking into jail. Like once you get out, but, um, when I, when I actually taught the kids, I realized that I actually um, did like teaching and it's something I really enjoyed. And um, so he also runs a summer program in the summer for six weeks for kids um, and one of the things in the program is financial literacy. So it just kind of just continued to grow from there. And that was really the beginning stages of the podcast. Before we even started the podcast, it was like we was always doing financial, like literally doing financial literacy. Teaching. I don't know how crazy that story is to me. I'm going to tell you why. Right. So I um, kind of had the same journey a little bit. So I, I've been in real estate over 20 years at this point, but 
I actually was life, life insurance license. I had a securities license. I did that. Um, and I thought I was going to go save my community by, you know, knocking doors. And I'm like, everybody need life insurance. And, you know, <laughs> they, they kick me. But anyway, with the whole idea of by the hood, it started as a community organization. And my partner who's not here now. He was actually in education. He's an options trader, but he had a background in education. So for the past maybe four or five years, we have a summer camp for kids ages five and up. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I went to him because we were friends like, listen, I need someone to help um, draw up a curriculum. And that's how we partnered and then started this platform of by the hood. So it's like crazy to hear that story. Yeah, that's you guys coming from education. And even a camp. It's like, it's, that's just crazy. That's that's what, I mean, we, 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 I mean, my trajectory wasn't in sports. Like I, we always had the same affinity for music and sports. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. So my thing was like, I originally just wanted to be a part of it. And I was going to do physical therapy. And then very quickly, I was like, this isn't going to work. So I, I kind of decided I was going to teach phys ed. And mm -hmm. that would be my way to be around sports. Um, but like you said, in the summer, I was doing these, these six-week programs that were, like, extremely fulfilling. And I knew being in the classroom, um, teaching health, I was like, yo, kids aren't learning what they need to learn to be successful in life. So when I was creating the curriculum, I'm like, all right, they don't know how to interview. Let's teach them that. They don't know how to write a resume. Let's teach them that. Um, they don't even know how to formally sit down at a dinner table and eat with a fork and knife. Let's do dining etiquette and financial literacy was the last piece. I'm like, yo, they need to know that because at the end of our program, we pay the money based on their performance. So like okay. that's gonna be their first time at 14, the first time I ever touching money, now they gotta be smart about it. Even though it wasn't a lot at the time, it was their first time touching it. So I was like, look, I need you to do it. And he was like, yo man, come on, you serious? <laughs> and I was like, now we, we need you. Like he had literally, I remember the conversation. He was just like, yo, we sat in his car. He was like, yo, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm like, I bet I'll be your first client. But in turn, like, yo, I want you to just come be the face of this financial literacy thing. And uh, it just took off of there. We've been doing that for 10 years. Most people were like, yo, man, y'all came out of nowhere now. We, like, in the summers while people yeah. like, on vacation, like, we in the classroom in the summer hot 10 years going. <laughs> 10 years going, bro. But it's very fulfilling. I know it's very fulfilling because, yeah. listen, like, um, I know how I know how it is now. And one other thing, too, man, shout out to all the teachers out there because that's not easy. Like, that's an art. <laughs> yeah. Like when I brought him apart, like drawing up the curriculum, and even when you watch someone who teaches in front of a classroom, it's like almost musician <laughs> control the crowd. It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's a lot harder than I, than I thought, honestly, because I'm thinking like you know you just go up there and just like wing it, but then I, I realized you got to keep the kids' attention. Yeah, it's an art to it. Yeah, you got to do like group projects to keep them engaged. So yeah, it's definitely shout out to all the teachers out there. It's not yeah. Even, and yeah. like, and um, so y'all start like high school in y'all camp, right? You said 14 and yeah, up? So it was an internship program. The kids had to be 14 years old. Um, and it was based on, because in our community, like the kids can go from camp from K through eight, and then they can work in the camp from like 10th grade on. But like there was that middle piece where the kids were too young to get a real job and they ate it out of camp. So we were like, look, we got to create something for them. And so that's how that program started. So they come to us. And then hopefully they get jobs from leaving the program. Oh, yeah. that's dope. That's it's, dope. A very, it's a very vulnerable age, like 14. Yeah. Because it's like, like you say, it's too old to go to camp and you're too young to work. So, and then people's, you know, their parents working. So yeah, nobody wants to leave their kid home. You know, <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. and you already know the kind of trouble that a 14 year old can get into in the summertime. Just man, listen, yeah, that's, that's, that's great, man. Great work you guys are doing with that. Um, our camp starts at age five, right? So we have little kids there, but What's crazy about that is how fast they pick up on things, right? So we teach them about stock, the stock market. 
Mm-hmm. Kids will start with no knowledge. By the time the camp is over, they have their own portfolios. And yeah. then you see them year, come after year after year. And that's the most fulfilling thing. Like I just had ran into one of the people from our camp and it, like she's running up to show me her on her phone, her uh, portfolio. So yeah. it's amazing how um, if you just share the information that, that kids tend to grasp that. But, um, yeah. you know, what was dope is like we, we would learn like very quickly, like the kids would grasp it. But then on the end, like he would have clients and like, yo, I'm teaching kids, but like adults didn't know it either. And so we were like, oh, we, we got to do something here. You know yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, that leads up to the platform you built now. Um, <laughs> did you guys ever think that it would become as big as it is? Because like I was telling you before we got on here, I've been in meetings literally with someone who mentioned something they saw on there. Um, like, yeah, on Earn Your Leisure, I saw it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that, that, that's pretty dope. And I'm, and I'm here in Philly. So <laughs> you guys, you guys definitely have a huge following. Did you guys ever imagine that it would grow to what it is now? Nah, I mean, we didn't really have any expectations about it, to be completely honest with you, because it's like we didn't really start it to to, yeah. to be like a successful podcast or a successful pick. We really yeah. started it um, as an extension to just keep growing the, and, and building financial literacy. And we just thought it was a, be a cool thing to do because people kept asking like for a podcast. Because like I was already doing stuff on social media on my own personal page and people kept asking like for a podcast, like. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's a good idea. So then I asked Troy if he wanted to, if he wanted to do it with me, he wanted to partner up with me. And he's like, yeah, cool. So originally, honestly, we didn't really have any expectations for it to be successful. Um, we just thought it would be a good thing to do, a yeah. further the dialogue. And um, it just kind of like just took off like yeah. wildfire. Yeah, somebody asked us the other day, we were like, were you scared when you started? And that was the first time I ever even thought about the word fear in this space because it was just like, we never thought like, what if this didn't work? It was just like, we talk every day. So yeah, we're just gonna put mics in front of us now. So it wasn't anything that was foreign to us. So that, like, there was no fear and no expectation really. Yeah, cause it's like, it's the conversations you probably have. You're talking about business. So it's like, yeah. yeah and it's something that you both enjoy. All right, that's, that's dope, that's dope. So um, here's a question I have for you. In doing this, um, how, does, how does it, I'm pretty sure you learn from pretty much every guest you've had. Every single right? one. How much sharper have you become as a business person, like, you know, previous to starting the interview to now? Like, I'm pretty sure it's probably a, a drastic difference in, in, in your knowledge base and how you're able to apply things into your life. Yeah, you know, the crazy part is, like, I'll, I mean, I know him so well. Like, when we're doing the interview, like, I'll know the exact question he's going to ask because I'm, like, I'm thinking the same thing because we're learning in our head, like, yo, we're about to apply that. We're about to apply that, man. And that's what I think people – like they starting to realize too, like we're asking the questions because we want to know, but we asking it because I know everybody else wants to know too. So yeah, it's shopping in our tools. And then I get to learn from him too. Like education is my background, but business is his. So like I'm watching him and learning from him. And then he gets to learn like a little bit of like leadership and education for me. So like it's, we, we learn from each other and from the guests too. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Yes. So what you about to say, Trey? Nah, I was saying it was dope. It's just a dope experience all the way around. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what would you say is the biggest hurdle to get to where you are now from when you started? Something that maybe um, you didn't know that you had to learn and um, that has enabled you to get to where you are? Um, I would say the biggest hurdle, which really hasn't been a hurdle for us because um, but the hardest part, I think, in my opinion, is the consistency. I think that's, that's what people, um, anything in life, you know, consistency is something that most people lack. And that's, that's what stops the majority of people, I think, and no matter what you're doing. So, you know, people look at, like, you know, running a podcast is not easy, but people might look at it from the outside like yeah. it's just an easy thing. 
where it's like you gotta like you know book guests, you gotta track them down, you gotta keep the schedule, you gotta edit, you gotta you know it's it's a lot that goes into it, and it's like every single week, then you might want to just take a week off. Or you, might, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that for us, you know, everybody's just been really um, disciplined and just um, you know really really good about that. But I would say that that wasn't a hurdle, but I would say that that's probably the hardest part, um, not just for us, but just for any any uh, content creator out there. Even on social media, like it's it's tough to to post everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like a full time job within itself. It is absolutely. It is absolutely. It is. Um, and you guys have had some amazing interviews. The one I'm gonna tell you, my favorite interviewers. Like I, I like yeah. I like it. Of course, I love your content because it's right in the same space, and I love business. But um, Harlem Capital. What's his name? John Henry. John, 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 John Henry. I think I might have watched that one like three or four times. Yeah. Right. And I think to me that's the one of the more powerful episodes because of what he was talking about. And um, also how he broke things down that seemed like when you talk talking about um, investing uh, that early, right? So you're not talking about investing in a public company, investing in private companies and things like he just broke it down and he simplified it in such an amazing way. That was a powerful episode. Nah, um, he's, he's, he's brilliant, man. He's a really smart, really smart dude. And um, like you said, for somebody, it's a very complex topic. And for him to explain it in a way where, you know, people can understand it. Um, it's really dope. And that's something that I mean, all of our guests really have done a good job of. It's like really explaining complex topics in ways that um, anybody, like even if you don't, you've never heard of the situation before yeah. at all, you can have a general understanding of it. And that's really our format. Our, our format is just trying to make things as digestible as possible. Because I think a lot of times in business, people, um, you know, they feel like it's over their head. Yeah. And they, they shy away from it because they just feel like it's, it's so complicated, but it's like, it's really not. Yeah. And we just try to make it, you know, enjoyable too. And I think a lot of our guests are real people. Most everybody's a real person. And they just have, like, even with him, like, he's a kid. He didn't go to college. He started off as a doorman. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a real story that, you know, he could, that people could relate to his yeah. story. So. We're we, we becoming like the Rosetta Stone of finance. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Those complex, like, conversations become very simple. And another thing with John, and he's so young, man. Like, the guy's 26 years old. So it's inspiring because we didn't run a youth in our neighborhood. And we're like, look, man, y'all, y'all worried about going on vacations to, like, South Beach. Like, these dudes is really getting to it. So, like, uh, every now and then we'll just invite people over like yo come sit and, come sit and watch this you know just so y'all can be around it to see like yo this is who you're competing with in the future or not even competing with but this is who you can learn from in the future yeah and, and, he, and sat right in, he sat right here and did that interview and that's dope that's dope because um representation does matter that's one thing i rec- recognize from us doing this um i never forget we had a, a person on another person who was a full-time options trader and some of the inboxes I got afterwards, like, I didn't know black people did that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I get those often, um, depending upon the, the guests that I have. And I'm pretty sure your inbox is flooded with all sorts of stuff like that, right? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, and, but you know what? Now it's really become encouraging because now people's hitting us up like, can y'all cover Forex? Can y'all cover Airbnb? So now it's like, they're like, it, we, we, they're like, like a sounding off board of like, all right, we want to hear this about is, this. This is like, what we want. This is what we want. Like, so I could tell that people will become more, even like, you know, I'm sure the growth on your page is, is a sign that people will become more aware yeah, of yeah. the financial literacy season, season right now. So it is, it is. And that's a, that's a good thing, right? That's all, that's always going to be a positive thing. Um, and I, and I'm pretty sure you also get the, you know, I started investing because of you, which is the greatest thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that's, extremely humbling man like i started doing this because of you or that episode changed my life but y'all don't know how much y'all mean to me 
it's crazy, man. This is like, just, we just two dudes who decided to do something. And we, like I said, we didn't have any expectations. So to see the, the response and the feedback is, it's crazy. Man, listen, man. I, again, I'm, I'm going to say it on the record too. I appreciate what you guys do because I'm tuned in every week. Because like I said, that one episode, I actually took action. After that, I went and set up an LLC and, and started approaching private businesses. I'm like, you know, as someone who's been investing in real estate for two decades at this point, um, yeah. I got in the real estate game as a teenager. But I never even thought about, you know, um, investing in private businesses that way. But, you know, because of your episode, I went and took action and, and, and I actually have a couple things in the works. So that's so, great. That's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it was literally that episode. That's why that one will always stand out to me, man. That's the model. That's the model. Information plus the application. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in terms of the guests you have that you've had, like, what, what do you think that you probably learned the most from or was the most shocking or the, or the best story? Give me something a little bit of, uh, you know, um, something about that where you were like, wow, I didn't know that. Or yeah, nah, someone who really shocked you. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's everybody. So, it's yeah, so I'm like, I, I mean, I have, we had one guest on from Baltimore, episode 11. Uh, his name is Derek Coffey. He's a Baltimore, he's a restaurant owner in Baltimore. Okay. And he, the, the one thing that really stuck out to me is that he owns a restaurant. But it's a unique model because, like me, I was always curious because I'm like I don't understand why people open up restaurants because they always fail. Like every restaurant that I've seen, pretty much has always failed. And you know, one of the reasons is that it's high rent and it's a lot of money that you have to pay. And it's an inconsistent amount of income. So his thing is that he only uses mixed use properties for his restaurants because you know now it's like it's not really a restaurant play; it's a real estate play. And he just really explained how he gets the money from the tenants upstairs which supplements his, his burden downstairs. And he's only open two days a week and he's still profitable because he's not forced under the same pressure that a regular restaurant owner. So like the way he, he, way he explained that to me really opened my mind and I had never thought about yeah. the restaurant business like that. And now every time I look at a restaurant, I look to see yeah, like, is it a mixed use property? Is it, <laughs> I, I always like his, his, like, you know what I'm saying? So. I, that, that one, I think um, episode 12, where my boy MG, the mortgage guy, broke down that 4 3 2 1 play. Um, you know, not getting the dream house right away. And as yeah. I'm in the house, like, when he was saying that, I was sitting there like, wow, this is crazy. Like, why why doesn't everybody know this? I think that was one. And I think um, Fernando's one was dope, too, when he was talking about hard money. That's not something I was very familiar with. Um, mm -hmm. Different times of financial, like, all we knew was, like, yo, go to the bank. Hopefully, you got a good credit score, and that's where you get your loan. But learn about hard money lenders and understanding that process, it was like eye opening, right? Like, wait, what? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and that and that's been feedback too. Like people who come on, like the guests that we have, our alumni, will say, like, yo, I learned something from another alumni that changed my life. So like it's like one big community now. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So um now let me ask you guys this question. If you is this is this anybody that you haven't interviewed yet, who would be the the one person that, you know, um, will be at the top of your list of someone that you want to sit down with and um, chop it up with? LeBron. LeBron. Let's not even say single. I think LeBron's team, like the, the full, help, full horsemen, like him, Mav, um, Rich, Rich Paul, Paul, like that whole team is at the top of our list. That's fine. We got to try to make that happen, man. We're going to try yeah, to uh, yeah, we, yeah. make that happen because that will be, that'll we, be we only get one. We got, we, we got a list, man. I got, we got him, them. Uh, Pop, Jay, Jay, obviously, everybody knows. Yeah, Allen, yeah. Byron, Byron Allen, yeah, definitely. Steve South, Robert, Robert Smith, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, people, people like that. And see, that's amazing, right? Because again, to this whole point of representation matters. Um, you've had amazing guests on, powerful people doing amazing things, and there's still a long list of people that you could talk to, right? Yeah. Those are just the names that people know, like yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's ill to me. Everyday people, which is like, which makes it crazy, because now like a guy like. 
like we said, like Matt becomes a household name or a Wall Street Trapper becomes a recognizable name or even like a Brandon Rule who was doing amazing things where he was from, now he becomes like, when he goes outside, it's like, yo, that's the guy who did that episode. Even Alex, we were with Alex last night, uh, the trucking episode. Like, uh-huh. yeah, every, every day he goes outside, somebody recognizes him. Like he becomes a household name because of what he did on an episode. He gave his information out for free. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure you guys are probably getting recognized now too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> how, how that feel the first time someone recognized you from like you know social media or or, or your show or whatever? Nah, that feels good, man. Yeah. Feel like social media is powerful, man. The, the, um, the internet is is very very powerful tool. So it's just really dope that people even care enough to you know um, listen to us and, and watch us, and it's like very humbling. So any, anytime we get recognized, I know me, I'm sure Troy feels yeah. the same way. It's very humbling. And we don't take it for granted, so we just appreciative. Yeah, it is. But I tell you one thing: it happened to me once. Um, I was with my wife, and someone said, "I, I've watched it. It scared me. <laughs> I got shook. I'm like, listen, I'm from Philly. It's a, it's a little, it's a little uh, savage out here. That actually scared me. But um, with that being said, though, so what's the future for Earn Your Leisure? Um, you guys have like the tremendous platform. You got the, a huge social media following. Your show is very popular. Um, your guests are getting bigger and bigger. What, what's the future? What do you guys want to see for yourselves in the future? Yeah, we on um we on the I don't know when this will come out, but it'll probably be after our Atlanta event. Um, so we we just finished that event in Atlanta. We're gonna continue to go on the road and um do live podcasts, live workshops with um different uh, EYL guests and different people from different cities. And we want to take it all over the world too. We're gonna go yeah. to um this year. We're gonna definitely try to. Go, we are going to Canada, yeah. Toronto, try to go to London. Um, and then yeah, we just want to just ex- touch the people in person. That's something that I'm really looking forward to. Is actually I always love meeting people the live events okay the live events well we're doing more partnerships so you know i mean we we you know have episodes with guests that are doing amazing things and you know partnering with them is something that we're looking forward to in the future um we got our, we got an educational portal too. yeah our, our earning leisure university i got the special on right now mm-hmm. uh we got that which is dope we do that every week three times a week um so people are learning through that as well uh we got our programs our nonprofit is going to be happening this year so we, we got a lot going on man yeah, that's that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Um, I, again, I just want to tell you guys, man, keep up the amazing work. Um, thank you for your time because I know how valuable time is. Um, you know, and and I just want to say, man, listen. Um, keep bringing the guests on. Keep doing what you're doing, and and also make sure you never stop that camp because that's important too, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Summer. We, this summer we uh we did two. So most summers we do one. Last summer, we, we did it with 14-year-olds, but I also said, let me go even younger to see if they can get it. Because mm-hmm. um, we have a book. We got a book, too. Okay. The book's coming. book's on the way. But we wanted to, we really decided, like, there's no age limit on financial literacy. So I started with 10-year-olds this, this summer, which was really And cool. what's the name of the book? Uh, we're still working on yeah, it. We're still yeah, working yeah, on it. Oh, we're still working. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, we got a book, too. Um, And, and for those watching, you, uh, Own Your Time and Space, you go right to ownyourtimeandspace.com. Um, me and my bro- uh, partner, Corey, got that book out there. Um, but like I said, man, um, I'll continue to uh, help share your content, share your message, because I'm kind of aligned in that way um, about helping the culture become financially literate. And I-, I like to see this whole idea of ownership being talked about. So um, I just want to thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Appreciate uh, you, thank man. Thank you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you, you, and continue to continue the great work on your end. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to come see y'all when y'all get in Philly, man. Y'all, y'all I was about to say that. When we pop sure, up in Philly, sure, man, sure, we, got one, we got another soldier out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm here for you guys, man. Link up. Link absolutely. Up. And for the people out there, um, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. 
Game Elevates, and we'll check y'all out on the next episode. Peace. Peace. All right, man.